This is The Talking Dead, a podcast dedicated to the AMC TV show, The Walking Dead. Good evening, everybody. My name is Chris. And my name is Jason. And this is The Talking Dead for Monday, December the 17th, number 100. 100. Do we have have fireworks? No, we don't have fireworks. We don't even have special sound effects. That's why I went like this. Number 100. I could have brought a glow stick. I didn't uh, didn't think about it. (laughs) It's the 100th episode, and you didn't even bring any props? No, I brought a can of Coke, and uh, actually, I didn't. This this came delivered. Came delivered. (laughs) I didn't even bring the Coke. Well, it's number 100. I can't believe we have been doing it for so long. We're broadcasting this live tonight, live. so we do have people on Ustream in the chat room, and uh, we're going to be taking calls a little bit later on. So if you want to, just to get things kicked off here, if you want to add us on Skype, by all means, add the Talking Dead podcast, Skype username, and uh, we'll accept those as fast as we can, and then, you know, you'll, you can call in and we'll, we'll take as many calls as we can, so... Um, we'll do that in a little bit. There's a few things we got to do first. As regular listeners know, I like to acknowledge a certain observance or holiday that shares a, the date of the podcast with An everyone. observable. An observable. Yeah. Today is Saturnalia. Saturnalia. Yes, it is. Now, I've heard this word before, but I'm not entirely sure I know what it means. <clears throat> well, I think it's appropriate, actually, to what we're doing here today, because this is number 100. It's a little bit of a celebration, of course. Mm-hmm. And Saturnalia... Uh, from Wikipedia, was this. It was an ancient Roman festival in honor of the deity Saturn held on December 17th of the Julian calendar and later expanded with festivities through December 23rd. So it's a whole almost week-long thing. It's a thing. The holiday was celebrated with a sacrifice at the Temple of Saturn in the Roman Forum and a public banquet, which we're going to be having later. A sacrifice. A public banquet, oh. followed by private <laughs> gift-giving. Okay. I don't know if there'll be any of that. No. Uh, continual partying, definitely. Oh, yeah. And a carnival atmosphere that overturned Roman social norms, such as gambling was permitted. Oh, on this one day. On the, on the, the one, one day. event. Yep. And masters provided table service for their slaves. Oh, so well, that's uh, nice. So you can provide some table service for me later. I'm not so <laughs> on board with the sacrifice. That didn't really sound right. Okay. What what did you say? I missed it. I was thinking uh, about what I was going to say. Yeah, that's all right, about providing table service for me. Don't do that. Okay, no, no. Not so on board with the sacrifice? No, I'm not so on board with the sacrifice, but the uh, the partying and, uh, you know, the role reversal of, uh, you know, servants versus masters kind of thing, uh, I'm okay with that. It's a good idea. I, I mean, it, you know, I'm not really on board with slavery either, so that's kind of harsh, but uh, this was, I, I don't know, it was a different time. Yeah, different time, exactly. You can't judge, you can just observe. Uh, but that's that's it. So, you know, we're celebrating here, and the ancient Romans used to celebrate back in the day, too. So right. very, very exciting. Now, somebody in our live stream on Ustream also mentioned that it's National Maple Syrup Day. Yeah. I don't know how I missed that when I was looking for holidays today, because I'm going to make a claim right here that Canada is probably the number one producer of maple syrup in the world. We do have maple trees. Lots. I've been to many a maple syrup manufacturing shack. Yeah, shack or tree. <laughs> well, no, you get the sap from the tree and you pipe it into the shack, you boil the living crap out of it, and uh, it becomes... Do you add sugar? I don't even know. And you Probably. And maple syrup out of the thing. Or is it naturally sweet? Well, it is, but I bet you, I don't know, you, you distill it down, something like that. Yeah, you have, to, you have to process it a little bit because the last thing you want to do is drill a hole and then go suck on a maple tree because <laughs> that does not taste good. 
No, not really. But uh, maple Have syrup, you, yeah. I, I haven't tried, but I would imagine it would be a little barky. Barky. Um, so there you go. So we we do have some news and stuff like that today, but I want to start off by just talking about, you know, what we've been doing here. Uh, as as everyone knows, this is number 100, uh, although iTunes reports that we've done 102. This is 100, number 100 official. Well, we, we released a couple of things, right? Yeah, we've done a couple of two-parters. Um, I think maybe early on we did a an interview with Bicycle Girl way back. I don't yep. know if I released that as a numbered episode. I, I can't remember right now. Well, we had New York Comic Con as well. That was a non-numbered <clears throat> episode that we released. Right, exactly. Well, they were. Well, the most recent Comic Con was number, I think, 90, part one and part two. So I did a two-parter there. That's uh. why we've got a few more. This is officially number 100, though, even though it's not really. Um, so in case anyone wants to know, we recorded and released our first episode on the 9th of September, 2009. Remember, remember the 9th of September? Yeah, let's not get into that again. <laughs> um, so September 9, 2009, three yeah. years ago. Yep, it's been a while. That, of course, was a full year before The Walking Dead even debuted on AMC. Mm-hmm. In fact, the show hadn't been picked up yet. All they had done was purchased the rights to it. That's right. Which is, I mean, what the hell were we doing? <laughs> wow. <laughs> we I, were, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I mean, the idea was we were just big fans of the comic. We were big fans of zombie stuff. Mm-hmm. And one day we had been talking and decided that if, if there was ever a TV show based on The Walking Dead, or probably any zombie property for that matter, we were going to do a podcast. Yeah. And then lo and behold, probably one of the coolest ones out there. Bought, got bought by AMC, and three years later, here we are at number 100. Yep, got greenlit, and then they actually went into production. I know. Fantastic. And it's been good. So I uh, I went back, and I added up all the running times of all the podcasts we've done, all 100 or 102. Wow. And it adds up to 4.3 days worth of audio. That is about 103.2 hours. That's a long time. Yes. We've released over 100 hours of, uh, of audio. Now, it's kind of funny when you think about it. Here we are doing number 100, and we have almost exactly 100 hours. So our, that's, our, that's good because the, the first episode was, what, seven minutes? Yeah, the first one was seven minutes, and uh, that, was, that was early on. Yeah. Now, just for fun, in case anyone wants to hear some of that, let's play this for a minute. And welcome to the first ever episode of the Talking Dead podcast. Um, what is the Talking Dead, you may ask? Well, that is a very good question. Um, it is a podcast dedicated to a show on TV that doesn't exist yet. Sweet. <laughs> um, it was announced. Uh, I should say, my name is Chris. This I'm is, Jason. This is Jason. And uh, a few weeks ago, news came out. So that was, I hope you guys heard that in the chat room. Somebody let me know if, uh, if you didn't. But that was from our very first podcast from over three years ago when we were j- essentially just introducing, um, yeah, introducing the world to what we were going to do and what we were going to cover. So uh, hmm. it was kind of fun. Obviously, different music. Everything, yep. uh, everything was different. At everything the time. was different. We've got a request in the, uh, the chat room. They don't know which one, is, which one of us is which. Okay. I'm Chris, everybody. He's Chris over Sitting there. Sitting in front of the computer. And I'm, uh, I'm Jason. All right. Over here. <laughs> I, it didn't occur to me that people wouldn't know who's here. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, 
I didn't think of it either. So, all right, one more one more piece of information before we move on. So that's 103.2 hours or 4.3 days of audio we've released. Uh, I can't believe you folks that have been around since episode number one have spent that much of your life listening to us, but <laughs> it's very cool. Very, really appreciate it. Um, and that all, all adds up to 5.06 gigabytes of data. That is the total file size for all our episodes. Five gigabyte. Five gigs, So yeah. you could buy a little eight gig USB drive and fit the whole thing on there. And fit the whole thing, exactly. The whole darn, you could put, you buy a little, one of those little tiny miniature little SD cards that don't even fit into computers. They fit into little things so you could fit them into, into computers and you could, uh, you could fit. Everything we've done on one of those little things, the size of your thumb. That's right. A thumb drive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, we, we put out uh, promotional USB sticks uh, for last year's Comic-Con, and uh, they, were, they were little because, you know, I'm not made of money. I just had to save money on the size. Yeah. And we could only fit, you know, six or eight episodes on there. But uh, these days we could put all 102 or 100 on uh, one little stick. So there you go. Um, that's amazing. We've done a hundred podcasts in three or two and a half seasons of the show. Yep. Uh, I think if we're going to make it to two hundred, I think The Walking Dead will probably have to go for at least another three seasons, maybe maybe four. I would think so. And let's uh, let's all keep our fingers crossed. Well, that we it were does. pretty uh, we were pretty sporadic at the beginning, right? We didn't ep- re- release an episode until news came out. Yes. So it was like September 9th. Do you know when the next one was put out? Uh, I think we did one actually the next week, but oh. then we then we That's took crazy. A, took a few weeks off. I know a year ahead of time. We had two podcasts <laughs> before it was a year before it was even a year away. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so there you go. So okay, I'm going to play a call from. Uh, it's a bit long. It's a couple of minutes long, but it's from Carl in Birmingham, who uh, has been listening for a long time, and he had a few thoughts on the hundred podcasts we've done. Hi Chris, hi Jason, happy 100 episodes from your good friend Carl in Birmingham. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to phone into the live show today, uh, I'd really love to, but it's it's going to be about 1, 2 in the morning, uh, which unfortunately is just too late for me these days, uh, but I really hope it goes well and I can't wait to, uh, to listen to uh, the episode when it comes out. Uh, just wanted to quickly uh, reminisce uh, about the uh, the podcast from from my side of things. Um, I uh, I remember actually the week I decided to look for podcasts uh, based around the Walking Dead TV series. I actually found your uh, your feed on iTunes, and I believe you literally released an episode zero. And uh, and so I I am proud to say that I have actually been on board since uh, the very very first uh, preview episode that you guys did. I think I also hold the dubious honour of being the first ever email read out on the show. Uh, I believe it was around about episode two or three, and uh, I wrote in asking how uh, you expected a- AMC were going to handle the uh, the issue of violence and-, and gore on the on the TV show. Obviously, in retrospect, now three seasons later, uh, it's uh, I-, I can safely say I am over the moon with how AMC have handled that. Um, and I'd-, I'd really be interested in your in your thoughts on this uh, special episode um, regarding maybe just just a retrospective of, of your thoughts around uh, how they've they've sort of handled the-, the the special effects and the violence, and maybe what were your favourites, uh, what were your favourite special effects so far um, that uh, Nicotero and his team have produced. Having been around so long, I can say uh, it's it's been a great ride, and it's just been amazing to see the show just go from strength to strength. Uh, I remember you uh, looking for your first 1,000 likes on Facebook, and now you're up to sort of five times that number, and uh, yeah, that makes me that makes me really happy because uh, obviously it's uh, it's a great reward for for all your efforts to know that there's so many people out there listening. 
I remember when you first started out, um, the, the, it was obvious the, the chemistry you guys had, and, and obviously knowing that you've done previous podcasts, um, I, I can see that that's a, a well-honed uh, relationship that you guys have. Um, but just the fact that you're friends and, and the fact that that really comes out in the podcast makes this, makes this a really good listen every week. Um, and I, I just say, you, you guys have just got funnier and funnier as it's gone. Um, I love the episodes where Dave's on as well. I think uh, he adds a real uh, different dynamic to the show, and, and you guys are just hilarious. Um, so uh, until uh, until the end of the show, you can guarantee uh, you have uh, a, a very devoted listener here. So congratulations on the 100 episodes, and I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Cheers, guys. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Fantastic. Thanks, Carl, for all those really, really kind words. Like I said, I can't believe he's been around from the beginning, and uh, apparently that's that's the case, though. <clears throat> and, you know, I... I don't really like Jason as much as he said. <laughs> yeah, we barely tolerate each other. Uh, yeah, it's like Simon and Garfunkel in here most of the time. Wait, they didn't like each other? Apparently they hated each other. Oh, man, that's sad. Yeah. I didn't know that. You know what? It's not true, though. We're, we're good friends. We've been friends yeah. for a long time. So, Well, this is, uh, you know, talk, talking about podcasting and just about, uh, you know, before the, talk, uh, the Talking Dead, we had other podcasts that were just basically uh, a few geeks uh, sitting in a room talking to each other, mm-hmm. right? And that was basically you, me, and Dave sitting in a room talking about geeky stuff. And that's what we did without the microphones. All we did was turn on a microphone, and that was it. And and never looked back. And that was probably almost seven years ago, maybe maybe five or six years ago yeah, when that we was... started the shows that nobody listened to. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. That was, those are the ones. There's uh, a couple where they breakfast for geeks. <laughs> Yes, Breakfast for Geeks, where we went out to a restaurant and just every set Sunday. up in a restaurant and had brunch every Sunday and just chatted with the sound of the world around us. Yeah, and then uh, Renerd Radio. Yes, which we did for a good couple of years. and uh, That site's still on the air, eh? RenerdRadio.com. Yeah. Go check it out. That's, <laughs> it sure is. Uh, the feeds are still there, too. You can listen to that stuff if you really want it. Yeah, I don't recommend it. But, no, you know, not necessarily. If, if, you're, if, you're, if you want a good laugh someday... And then someone mentioned it in the chat room already. Uh, Jason and I, in the summer of 2005, actually did a limited run video podcast where we went yeah. up. We went up north and we took a trebuchet kit and built a trebuchet, which, for anyone that doesn't know, is a form sort of like a catapult. Yes, it's for it's for hurling stuff. Yeah, you hurl stuff and you break down uh, castle walls with it. Yes, exactly. We just shot golf balls into the lake. But That's right. It's it was pretty fun. So that is out there too on YouTube. I think one of the videos might be missing because YouTube took it down because I used uh, copyright audio. But That's right. uh, maybe I'll repost those someday. That was fun copyrighted <clears throat> audio too. Yeah, there you go. So those that was good times. Um, all righty, so let's take some calls maybe if we can. Here's the way this is going to work. What you want to do is add the Skype user, the Talking Dead podcast, to Skype. And Jason will try to um, accept everyone as fast as he can. Why don't you take it off Do Not Disturb now if it's still on. Okay, so I'll do that. And uh, there's one key. Oh, we got a call already. There you go. You want an answer? Yeah, why not? All right. Hello, you're on the air. Either you guys hearing me? Hi, yeah, we're sh- hearing you. Uh, can you mute your uh, UStream feed? Yeah, give me one second. Hi, we're hearing you. Uh, can you- there, it's there muted. Perfect. Hi, well, what's your name and where are you from? Uh, Max, I'm from Brighton, Michigan. Nice. Hey, Max. So you have the distinct honor of being the first person ever to call in live to this show. <laughs> I might have to put that up on my Facebook profile. You really should. <laughs> totally. 
Um, so thanks for calling in. I have a few sort of topics that I thought we could, you know, talk to listeners about. But do you want to just start things off? You got a, you got a, anything you want to say? Anything you want to talk um, about? Sure. Uh, one thing I was uh, wondering uh, about you guys' thoughts on it was, uh, and you're talking about a lot of inconsistencies in terms of like story and stuff in season three. I wonder how much you guys think that's a byproduct of them, you know, kind of cutting back on the dialogue after season two's backlash. Um, inconsistencies in in the story. I, I don't know. I think they kind of have improved things a little bit in this season with the way they've. Um, I'm still getting a bit of an echo from you, so it's a bit tough to to chat. But I don't think it's. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's better now. Um, I, I don't know. I'm not too concerned with too much inconsistency on the show. I feel like since Frank Mazzara, not Frank, um, Glenn Mazzara took over, right. he's actually made the show a lot better. And I'm one of the people who actually defended season two a fair bit um, with uh, with all the dialogue and so on. I mean, it it was a little bit slower, but I didn't really find it that slow or unenjoyable to watch. So, you know, I think they're a little bit different now, but... Um, in my opinion, slightly, slightly better. I, I, I would agree with that. I think it's slightly better, and I think the, uh, I think it has been. Uh, this season's been more consistent in its, uh, its flow. It feels like, like uh, the the amount of violence and the amount of uh, zombies that they have on a regular basis, and it just it seems to flow a lot better this season than uh, than pre- in previous seasons. Yeah, I think they have a really good um, give and take on it this season, of course. Just uh, there, there have been some things that, you know, I've, I've noticed and I've heard you guys talk about a bit just uh, that they seem to kind of assume that we know it. You know, a lot of a lot more things happening off screen. Mm-hmm. Right. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I, I have no information on how many and I don't even know if like AMC would know this kind of thing, but how many. Right. Right. Pe- I don't know, you know, if how many of their li- their viewers are familiar with the comic or not. You've probably got to assume that there's way more that aren't familiar with it. Um, with the millions of viewers they have, but uh, I think they've done a pretty good job of giving people enough information to you know figure out who the characters are and um, sort of grow attached to them. We'll see what happens with Michonne. She's the one that uh, people probably don't feel like they've got a very good handle on yet. So we'll we'll see what happens in the second half of this season. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, uh, well, thanks, Max, for for calling. Yeah. In. Oh, thanks, you guys, thanks, guys, for uh, doing such a great podcast. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Enjoy the rest of your day, guys. It's our pleasure. Thanks you a too. lot. Bye. There we go. We took a call. It's super exciting. <laughs> Yay. It's the first one. Um, so I just want to reiterate before anyone else calls is that it is really important for you to turn down or mute the, the Ustream uh, stream when you are when you're on a call, because otherwise we get a major echo. And we have a ringer. We have another ringer. All right. Ustream. Hi. You're on the air. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm calling back. Uh, hi, it's uh, it's uh, Danny. Where are you from, Danny? Um, uh, from Alley, Alley, California. Ah, right on. What's the weather like down there? Uh, beautiful. <laughs> very, very beautiful. That's oh, good. That's good. I wish we had some nice weather here. Um, so, what do you want to talk about tonight? We got some. We've got some Walking Dead news to cover. Any any particular subject you want to uh, approach? Yeah, um, I heard the AMC they're, they're gonna uh, they're gonna uh, replay uh, seasons one and two in black and white. Really? I, I want to know what you guys take on that. Um, if maybe they'll just have the blood as red, kind of like a th- like the movie Three Hundred, or right. Uh, well, here before I answer, I want to do this. The Walking Dead news. 
I, I play that because my I, I did prepare some news for this uh, for this episode, oh. and that is my first item in the news. So just to give people some information in case you hadn't heard, AMC will be airing season one in its entirety and the first half of season two in black and white starting in February. Um, now, it's going to be on a weird night. It's going to be Thursday nights. That's and, a good night. Uh, well, it's a good night, but it's not. It's one of my seven favorites. <clears throat> good for you. <laughs> um, it's uh, obviously not going to be Sundays because new episodes for season three will be on on Sundays. But on Thursday, you can catch up with everything in uh, black and white, which is going to be pretty cool, I think. That starts February 14th at 6.30 p.m., and we get the first, we get the pilot and the second episode of season one. And then every Thursday at eight, we go up to uh, episode number 206. Hmm. So um, as for what I think about that, I think it's cool. Did, did Danny, did you watch the pilot in black and white when they broadcast it last year? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Okay. Huh? It was, it was pretty neat. I thought I, it was fun to see it in black and white. I thought they did a nice job of, of upping the contrast just a little bit and making it look uh, a little bit harsh, but, um, but really, really nice in black and white. It's a whole different experience than color. And I think, I think these are going to look, these are going to look really good. So I'm really excited about this. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. For it's sure. It's a very Darabont thing to do, right? Back in the, uh, we thought that may, maybe they might release this uh, in black and white on the, uh, the Blu-rays back in the Darabont days. But uh, I think uh, I think that'll be fantastic. I'm planning from well, I don't get AMC actually because I don't have cable, <laughs> which is super sad. But oh, well. uh, if I were to uh, get cable for the occasion, which is uh, an entire entirely a possibility, I would turn the lights down low and uh, watch it in black and white and be uh, very very creeped out. Sounds very romantic. <laughs> I was thinking um, more creepy than romantic, but what the heck? Yeah, um, you know, I'm kind of thinking maybe it'll be kind of cool, like if this. They show blood. That would be the only red uh, contrast that they would show. But I, I think know, that's. I, sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. Okay. No, 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 that's that's all I want to say. I think that's a really cool idea, actually, to show just just something in particular in color and blood is obviously a good one. I fortunate, unfortunately, I don't see it happening because, I mean, broadcasting in black and white is mostly sort of in tribute to the comic, which is of course only in black and white, yeah. and uh, I don't see them going. That route, it you know, it would remind me a little bit of um, Sin City, that movie. Sin City, yeah, yeah, yeah. three hundred, yeah. And yeah. Schindler's List, they did that as well. It was all in black and white, except for a little splash of color, a little bit, maybe one or two uh, very significant scenes where they had a a little bit of red. Oh, okay, okay. Well, it would be neat. Um, it would be certainly neat to do. Maybe some you know uh, enterprising fan out there could go and take an episode and and color it or something like that. I don't even know if that's possible. But So you take a, a color television show, you take it in black and white, and then recolor it? You get the black and white and recolor just the blood or something. Oh, yeah, that'd be fun. You know, that might be neat. Also, also bef- before I go, sure. I was the one that mentioned about the about the governor's diary on, on Facebook. So. Sure. Oh, yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you for calling in. Okay, bye. Bye. All right, cool. So, yeah, the AMC's going to air The Walking Dead Season 1 and the beginning of Season 2. Uh, starting in February. Just going through the list of broadcast times here, like I said, the first one is on February 14th at 6.30 p.m., and we get 101 and 102 that night. The rest are at 8 p.m. on Thursdays until March 21st. For some reason, 201 is at 7.30 p.m. that night, but uh, all this is available on AMC's site and various other um, websites. No word on whether they're going to show the rest of Season 2 or any of Season 3 at some point, but I'll That'll probably come later. It depends right. on the popularity of this, I guess. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. 
Uh, so this is episode number 100. We're recording live. If you want to give us a call, just add the Talking Dead podcast to your Skype. We'll uh, take some calls. We have another call. Hello, you're on the air. Hey, guys. How's it going? Uh, good. What's your name and where are you from? I know this who is, it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> Chris knows. <laughs> this is Darren from Moncton. Darren, how's it going? You are, of course, the host of the Definitive Geek Podcast out of Moncton, a show I've been on a few times. How's it going out there? It's good. Good. Uh, it's been cool, and then it's uh, warmed up a little bit, but it's, uh, you know, that's the way it goes. Yeah. This time of year. Yeah, absolutely. So what's on your mind? Uh, what, do, what do you want to talk about today? Well, first I want to invite Jason officially to our, our Definitive Geek podcast sometime. <laughs> we, we've been trying to get you both on together sometime for the last few months, and it just hasn't worked out. Oh, but. schedules are very hard to coordinate. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> we'll try to arrange something for the new year. I mean, yeah, we should yeah. have some time in January or something like that to to do it. Yeah, Let's we'll see. make we'll uh, make sure that happens. All right, cool. But, uh, have you guys played any of the other uh, video games lately, or the uh, board games, The Talking Dead uh, specifically, or the general zombie board games in in general? We tried. We- yeah, we tried both of the. The Walking Dead games a while back now, and we did a show about those. <clears throat> we haven't done it since. No, we haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I actually kind of would like to, to be honest, because it was just the two of us. It wasn't the best board game experience. You need a little. You need more people, I think, yeah. and a little bit more yeah. time. I have those board games sitting on a shelf in my den, and I look at them every day, and I think about playing them. And every once in a while, I'll ask my wife if she wants to play a, a Walking Dead board game, and she invariably says no. <laughs> so I think that it needs to be a social thing. We'll get uh, Chris and his wife over, and uh, the four of us will sit down, maybe with Dave and his wife, uh, the six of us. That'd be a lot of fun. That sit would down be, and have a zombie board game night. That would be good, but, you know, it's, uh, it's yeah. hard to get everyone together. But I think it, it would be a lot of fun, because we had fun playing them that time. It's just there was only two of us, and, you know, somebody turns into a zombie, and the game's over or whatever. So. Oh, my goodness. That was the Christmas break last year. Was it? That was over Christmas. It was just after Christmas, but before uh, before New Year's. Well, there you go. <laughs> wow. Have you played them, Darren? Uh, no, I haven't. Uh, we play some more general zombie stuff, like uh, uh, Zombies at the Mall, or and there's a couple other ones. I can't think of the names right now. But uh, the ge- general zombie ones, they're, they're fun, but they're not specifically themed for the, you know, the Walking Dead. But I'm just wondering if, there's a, if there was a subtle difference. Is there actually a game called Zombies at the Mall? There is one. I, I'm not sure if uh, that's the actual name, but that's the that's the uh, the gist of it anyway. Okay. That's, any anytime you want to look up a, a particular type of board game or a genre, um, theboardgamegeek.com is is where we usually go. You can look. You can do keyword searches and whatnot, and find and probably find some stuff. But I'm I'm pretty sure it's Zombies at the Mall. Um, then there's one called Zombies, which is a tile based game. Uh, those are a lot of fun. I found one called uh, We Are Dead colon Zombie Mall Massacre Board Game. No, that's not that's it. Not <laughs> it. That's not it. That's not, not the one there's I'm more than one. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's numerous zombie awesome. games for sure. But, um, oh, that's on like, Kickstarter. That's not even made yet. That's Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. No, uh, BoardGameGeek.com is where you want to go for that. All right. Cool. Well, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, we'll, we'll get around to doing those again, I think. Um, yeah, it's just hard to, to find the time and get together, but... Uh, it uh, it certainly was a lot of fun, so we'll have to yeah. do it. You know, you have to do it like we do here, Blake and I, and and our our buddies. We have a Friday night game night. Everybody comes over, we play whatever, 
and uh, sometimes it's miniature, sometimes it's strategy games, you know, so that's uh, what you got to do sometimes. I'm jealous. Yeah, not only that, I was going to say, Jason also has an, a complete set of D&D books that we've never used. Fourth so. edition, I've, uh, I've, I, for some reason, when the uh, fourth edition of D&D got released, I started collecting the books, and I haven't played fourth edition yet, and oh, I, ha- yeah. I have all of them. <laughs> someday, someday. Yeah. It's, it's been a long time since I've played any D&D as well, but, but uh, of course, you have all that stuff to deal, to deal from, right? You'd have a great uh, zombie-themed romp you know hacking and slashing with swords and oh yeah there's a there's a dnd fourth edition book uh that's just about uh, the undead is it it's specifically an undead rule book now is that ravenloft or is that uh, no uh... it's uh just well any dnd it's just uh rules and uh, monsters essentially and the okay. difference between uh well you know what makes a zombie a zombie and what make what's the difference between that undead animal and uh a uh, a vampire Right, and uh, a vampire being undead, but it's obviously a, a very different creature than uh, than a zombie, and so why are they different? And kind of goes into that stuff. And a lich, right? <laughs> yeah, and a lich, and of a course. lich. <laughs> but, yeah, the lich, lich is the controlling zombie. That's right. That, I'll, I'll close with this because did you see Big Bang Theory there last week? I did. Because they're having a discussion on a zo- what's a zombie versus a mummy. Right. <laughs> it's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's awesome. Thanks for calling in, Darren. We'll set something up for for your show in the new year. And I mean, we we really should have you on here one day too to to talk about the the Walking Dead in a little more depth too. So we'll we'll get it together and we'll set some stuff up. All right. We'll talk to you later, guys. Thanks. Thanks, thanks for calling, man. Thanks. Congratulations. Thank you. Bye. All right. Um, that's cool. If you want to give us a call, the Skype username is the Talking Dead Podcast. Just add us. Skype Master Jason over there will will add will accept ads. Is that how you say it? Accept people adding us and uh, answer calls if you can. So we got another item in the news if we want to move on to that. The Parents Television Council slams The Walking Dead. Of course they do. Of course that's, they that's do. That's almost expected. <laughs> well, here's uh, from the article on Inside TV on the Entertainment Weekly blog. The Parents Television Council president, Tim Winter, said in a statement, Throughout its run, the AMC program The Walking Dead has featured some of the most graphic and brutally intense violence and gore imaginable. The intensely violent content has included depictions of the cleaving of a human skull with with a machete, extreme gun violence including graphic depictions of blood and brains splattering after gunshot wounds, and the use of a sharpened human bone as a weapon to stab another character. Clearly, this is content appropriate to an adult-only audience, but AMC has rated every single episode of The Walking Dead as suitable for a 14-year-old child. And of course, The Walking Dead is rated TV-14, not TV-MA, like shows um, such as True Blood Yes, or, uh, I don't know. Other the Sopranos, I, mean, I have to reach back, but, uh, you know, Dexter's probably TVMA. Oh, I'm sure Dexter is, yeah. And that is strictly because of the language, really. I mean, there's, nudity. There's nudity in in uh, in True Blood, of course. Yeah. I guess there's nudity in Dexter, too, yeah. But yeah, there, there is. But it, it just clearly, you know, it, it displays how the violence is not something that anyone considers to be that bad, except for the Parents Television Council, I guess. Right. Um. I don't really put it this way. I don't necessarily agree with them saying that it's that it's an inappropriate rating, but I also don't think I would let my kids watch The Walking Dead. No, ratings are just a guideline. 
Yeah, as a parent, you have to be mindful of what your kids are watching, regardless of how they rate it. You're not going to trust the rating system to, uh, to parent your children. No, that's not what it's for. It's there to provide you information so you can make your own educated decisions. Right. At least that's the way I see it. Um, should The Walking Dead be rated TVMA? Maybe. Maybe. You know, it's a pretty violent show. Um, so, you know, I don't know. But I don't think it's going to change anytime soon either. Uh, it probably it probably hurts the audience a little bit, although I'd, I'd be surprised if it hurt the audience that much. To be yeah, quite honest. I don't think so. <laughs> and uh, you know, my kids, my oldest kid's only five, so there's really no chance of her watching anything but Dora <laughs> or right. you know things like that. Um, so there you go. Uh, season three, action figures coming from McFarland Toys. We've had. A few sets of action figures from them so far, but coming in March 2013, we're going to have a Merle Dixon action figure. Nice. So these are specifically TV show, another round of TV show figures. Well, with Merle Dixon, I would hope so. Yes. Well, they've done, you know, they've done TV and comic ones. They're doing more TV. So Merle Dixon, we're going to get Autopsy Zombie. Autopsy Zombie. I guess that's one of the ones that Milton was working on in his little lab there. Or will be. Or... No, they wouldn't do that. Or it was the one, um, no, that's season two. I was thinking the one that Daryl and Rick tore into looking for Sophia. That's season two, though. So Autopsy Zombie must be from Milton's lab, I guess. I would think so. If uh, if anybody has a better answer, let us know in the stream or give us a call. Um, we also are going to get Michonne and Michonne's two pets. Right. They come individually or as a three-pack. A three-pack. Yes, Michonne and her two pets. That's kind of the one I want, I think. You think they so? They come chained together. and I uh, want the Merle. Well, yeah, the Merle would be cool, too. I'm surprised they haven't <laughs> re- didn't release Merle and Daryl together. Come on, the Dixon brothers? Yeah, but he's Daryl's out already. You know, Daryl came That's out true. last year. All right, well, so. that's, this completes the set, then. I wouldn't be too surprised if they did a a two-pack of those two characters at some point. Right. They've done some specialty uh, specialty packs in the past, so that'd be that. Um, and those will be in stores March 27th. New McFarland Toys action figures. There are pictures of them on bleedingcool.com. I'll post a link to that in these show notes or just head over there and search for it. They're pretty cool. And one more news item. Season four may or may not have been announced already. May or may not. <laughs> I have not seen a lot of information on the internet about season four. After the premiere of the show, the pilot aired, they immediately renewed it for season two. Right. After the premiere of season two, they immediately renewed it for season three. When the premiere, when season three premiered, they did not immediately renew it for season four, which I thought was a little unusual. Mm-hmm. My theory on that was that they were going 16 episodes, so they figured they had a bit more time to make sure everything was still on the up and up. Right. And, uh, um, and, and make sure the ratings were good before they committed to a fourth season. But here's what happened recently. Um, a representative, Mike Riley from Stalwart Films, who is one of the is the that's the film company from Atlanta, I think, that handles the production of the show in Atlanta. He this is from the Citizen.com, which is a Georgia newspaper, I think. From the article, it says 
Looks like America's top-rated television show will be returning to Sonoya and Coweta County for its fourth season. That's the uh, area of Georgia that it films in. Stalwart film spokesman Mike Riley made the announcement Thursday at the meeting of the Coweta County Commission as he thanked the county and its residents for their support of the AMC Network's hit show, The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead will be coming back for a fourth season and will be associated with Sonoya's Rally Studios, Riley said, adding that pre-production for the show will probably begin in March. So I haven't heard an official announcement. I haven't seen it reported in very many places, but that is a valid journalistic news report right there and yep. out of the horse's mouth. I mean, for, uh, you know, unless it came from Glenn Mazzara himself, that's pretty good, I think. It is pretty good. I mean, I don't know much about the uh, inside baseball of television production, but, you know, maybe they'd stick a some kind of production assistant on coordinating some stuff on the possibility of a new season without actually having it greenlit. Um, possibly. But probably not, right? But, but you, probably not. You, you, I mean, you're, you're not going to spend too much money doing anything for no reason. If this, if Oh, re- production if, assistants don't cost anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, this guy is the head of the studio or whatever, and he was over there talking to the, the uh, local government, thanking them for their help and so on. So it's got to mean something. Yeah, I would agree. And I'd be, I'd be dumbfounded. I would probably... F- curl into the fetal position and cry if they didn't uh, renew for a fourth season. Yeah. That'd be crazy. It would be absolutely insane because we don't know what's going to happen in the second half of this season, but I feel like it would just end too soon if if that was it. What would be their reasons? Well, I mean, if the, if the show tanked in the second half of this season, which is not going to happen. No. And it's clearly been going up in the ratings. It's been getting better. So, uh you know, it's coming back for season yeah, four. Yeah, it's coming back. It's just funny that they haven't made the official announcement yet. Um, it's probably they're probably using it as a, as a carrot and or a stick for <laughs> negotiating purposes. Oh, maybe, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Catherine Rudden Seven in the chat room says, "Remember how exciting it was when the show got renewed for the second season? We all cheered. It was a happy day." And she's absolutely right. And that came right after the the pilot episode. So. We were excited because we knew we'd be doing this for at least a little bit while longer anyways, podcasting. Let's keep it going. (laughs) Keep it going. All right. So this is Talking Dead number 100, everybody. We're broadcasting live and taking listener calls. Add the Talking Dead podcast to Skype and give us a call. We'll take your call on the air. We can talk about whatever you want. Yeah, we can take another call. No one's called in in a few minutes. uh, Well, we've been talking about stuff. I hope that's it. Here here we we go. go. Here we go. Hello, you're on the air. Hello, are you there? Hello? Hello, hi. uh, Turn down uh, just the audio on the Ustream feed, and you should be good to go. Okay, it should be off. Oh, great. Uh, What's your name, and where are you from? Uh, My name's Jason. I'm from Washington, D.C. Nice. Yeah. How's it going? Uh, What do you think about about, uh, season four? Do you think... It's all but renewed, just not officially yet. Yeah, that's surprising because I I thought I had read on Wikipedia a while ago that it had been renewed, but I guess I guess I was wrong. Um, that is surprising. I mean, I wonder if they'll do it during the break between uh, season three. If they'll do it sometime before February. What I would bet is that they're going to come back with one episode. Everyone will be all excited again. The ratings will probably be good, and they'll they'll announce it at that time so that uh, as many. You know, as many eyeballs as possible will see the announcement, and uh, everyone will be real excited about it. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if we find out right after the show comes back on 
February 10th. Yeah, that's that's probably a good point. It'll probably be after that that first episode for uh, the second half of season three. For sure. Um, so, any, anything else you want to chat about about the show? What's on your mind? Uh, one thing I've always wondered about is I'm not really sure what the rules are for infection. Obviously, if you get bit, you're infected. And if you die from getting shot or you die naturally, you're infected. But in some of the episodes, like I think there's one episode this season where Glenn was checking Maggie for scratches. And then in, in a more recent episode, Michonne, when she had sliced that walker's stomach open, she had kind of all those guts and blood over her. And she was also shot by uh, by Meryl. And I, I'm just not sure if you can get infected from having blood near an open wound or if that's something you've been concerned about in the show. I don't know if you guys had any thoughts about that. Well, we we know that everyone is infected anyways. Everyone already carries this uh, virus or whatever it is that makes you come back as a zombie after you die. Um, it just doesn't actually kill you, right? It... it uh, it takes something else, or you have to die of some other cause um, before you you come back as a zombie. Now, you know we've we've kind of talked about this a bit, but it's not totally clear exactly what the rules are, and I don't know if they're ever going to make it perfectly one hundred percent clear because yeah. you know our characters are kind of figuring it out as they go, just like we are. Right? They they know that they're all infected and that everybody comes back unless you die from a massive trauma to the head and your brain is damaged. Other than that, you come back. Right. Yeah. But what about the, uh, you know, if you get blood or zombie gore inside a cut or a scratch, is that enough to give you an infection where they will cause your death? Right, yeah. like like a bite. Uh, you know, it seems to be that everyone gets bitten, everyone who gets bitten dies. Um, but if you can't, you don't necessarily die if you just get covered in gore or you eat some of it by accident or, or, <laughs> or whatever. What if you get stabbed in the throat by a zombie bone? Uh, again, yeah, we'll yeah, see. Glenn would have stabbed himself with that bone he ripped out in uh, the last episode. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's the rules just aren't all right there in front of us necessarily. Yeah. Um, you know, and I try not to think about it too much, only because you'll drive yourself crazy if you do. Yeah, this, <laughs> the cynic in me uh, is, uh, you get infected and you die if the script says so. Right. And that's about it. <laughs> But the uh, you know, if I'm just looking at the uh, at the world, the zombie world that they live in, I'm not quite sure of the rules quite yet, and I think that that's probably what they intend. Because if you were in that world, you wouldn't know what the rules are. Right, it's pretty chaotic. You don't know what gonna, what's going to cause an infection or what's going to cause you to actually die and what isn't. They know that a bite will, but you know, I would I would be careful about scratches. Yeah. I think yeah. so for sure. And you know, the other theory is that getting getting bit or getting the um the gore from a zombie, you know, into a scratch or a cut or something is kind of what triggers the virus to start doing something, right? Yeah. Um yeah. and it causes the fever and it causes the sort of unrecoverable state that people get into and then die and become a zombie. So um you know, I, I it, a part of me is just like People can't die from being bit by hu- other human beings. It doesn't happen very often, but maybe getting bit, uh, you know, by a zombie just sort of activates the virus a little bit more, and and uh, and that's that. If yeah. if it, if it was more clear that not every zombie bite killed everybody, well, then we'd have a whole different take on it. But even that, we don't really know a hundred percent for sure. No. Yeah. So pretty good idea, though. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, awesome. I appreciate you taking my call, and uh, the podcast is great. Keep up the good work. Hey, great. Th- thanks for calling in. Thanks a lot. Thanks, guys. Oops, I hung up, hung up too early. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not right. used to this Skype thing. He's a little quick on the button right there. <laughs> um, all right. Anyone else want to give us a call before we move on? Any more calls? The Talking Dead podcast is the Skype username. Just add that and uh, give us a call. We'll take it. I do have some emails from listeners, uh, sort of in groups here, and I kind of brought these up as topics that we could discuss a little bit more <clears throat> in depth this this uh, week. And I think I'll just read some of those. And if anyone has any thoughts, give us a call, and we'll we'll take uh, we'll we'll chat about it some more. Catherine from Portland wrote in. And this is about the TV show versus the comic. Uh, She says, I think they make viewing the show a much richer and fuller experience. Because of Robert Kirkman's integral involvement in the show, it makes sense. If he was not a part of the television project and it was a separate entity altogether, then maybe not. But as is, the uh, relevance is there for contrasting what occurs in the books to what we see unfold on the screen. Last season, I was consistently saying... To my significant other, this doesn't happen in the comic. Here's what's hap- Here's what happened, which always inspired interesting discussion. Um, so I think we addressed it a little bit earlier in this in this podcast, but uh, um, or at least I mentioned it. They're in some ways, I feel like bringing the comic and the TV show a little bit closer together, but they're still totally surprising us in this season. Absolutely, uh, yeah, we're uh, we're very much uh, paralleling parallelogram paralleling. The uh, the comic book, yeah. I mean, it's not a parallelogram because there'd be two parallel lines at you know <laughs> right angles to each other. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, we're always going to have those differences with with Daryl, for example, who's not in the comic. Right. Um, but uh, now suddenly we've had Alan and Donna and Ben introduced. Donna didn't survive very long, so their characters from the comic, how their story plays out, we don't really know yet. But it could go very similar to the comic in some ways. Um, but, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm of two minds. I'm glad that they, I'm glad that they are, you know, tightening the two a little bit more, but I also don't want it to be too tight that we always sort of know what's coming right up. Oh, they'll never do that. I know they, they won't. It just, it would be, it would be sad. Um, but like I said, we've got Alan and Donna, we've got Tyrese in now, and, uh, it seems like some of the stuff with the governor is becoming a little bit more, similar to uh to what's hap- what's happened in the comics. So pretty cool I thought. Now, another thing that uh, I have lots of email here about is the Lori's body fiasco. Oh yeah. Is what I'm calling this. Uh a lot of people were pretty, you know, of uh at at odds over this. Just to review quickly, Jason and I weren't all that happy with the scene, I think would be fair to say, in that it wasn't made clear to the audience, in our opinion, what was going on there. And the only reason we sort of knew that their intention was that zombie ate her entire body was because Greg Nicotero went on AMC's Talking Dead and said that. Filled us in. Filled us in. Yeah, I still think it was not all that clear, but um, uh, but that's just the way it is. Other people had different thoughts. So Andrew from Pennsylvania sent in this email. We got a call? We got a call. All right. Let's, one. let's take it. Call? Yeah. Hi, you're on the air. Hello? Can you hear us? Hello? Hi, what's, what's your name and where are you from? Uh, D- Dennis McElwain. 
Hey, Dennis, how's it going? Not too bad. Excellent. Uh, I'm just uh, calling about uh, the remark about the body. Sure, sure. And uh, I've got a theory that Kara's lying about shooting her. Okay. So uh, just to make it a nice symmetry with uh, one person alive, one person alive, one person dead, one person dead, and uh, one person a zombie. Do you have the, the stream audio coming through? Is that why you're hearing us on a delay a little bit? All right. It's muted now. Okay. Okay, good. That should be a little bit easier. Um, so say, say that again. Sorry, I didn't quite get uh, get your, your meaning there. Uh, it'd be make a nice symmetry with uh, one person dead, T-Dog, one person alive, Carol, and one person a zombie. Okay. Uh, um, so you don't buy that that zombie ate all of Lori's body. You think she's up and walking around undead somewhere. Yep. I, That's an interesting I, theory. What about... Um, now Carl did tell Daryl straight up, I shot her in the head, it wasn't it wasn't fun. He he could be either mistaken or just lying about that, maybe. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. I think I think it would certainly be a surprise if at some point she came back as a zombie. Um you know, nobody nobody would really see that coming as far as I can I yeah. can tell. You know, I think at this point it's pretty much accepted that she's dead and gone. But I, guess, I suppose you never know. Well, we'll see it coming now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dennis. All right. Great. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Yeah. So here's what uh, I got this email. Thank you, Dennis, for calling. I got this email, Andrew in Pennsylvania, and he had a bunch of points. Uh, he says, I knew that Lori was eaten during, the, during this as soon as it was shown. The pool of blood on the f- floor where she was she was looked chunky, and that's what made me think she was eaten. Uh, so his first point then is time frame. We never are told how long exactly everything took. We don't know how long it took Maggie and Carl to get back outside, and we also don't know the time frame in which Rick was on his rampage to when he attacked Glenn. I mean, Glenn had time to dig a grave and talk to Herschel, which in itself... Uh, would have taken hours to do. So I think what Andrew is saying is just that there was there was enough time there for that zombie to come and, and eat Lori's body in its entirety. Well, how long does it take to do that? That's well, a real that's, question. That's a good question. And maybe he wasn't the only zombie eating it. I'm not uh, totally sure about that. Yeah, that's true. They may have uh, been a whole group of them that, you know, chowed down and then uh, buggered off. Yeah. He also has a second point. He says... We know humans can't eat an entire person in one sitting without becoming full, getting sick, or dying of consumption. However, a zombie doesn't have any of these limitations. A zombie feeds on instinct alone, and they shamble along looking for food and have no other purpose. Getting sick or full is not something a risen dead would have to, be, would have to contend with, and dying of overeating isn't possible for a walker, as that wouldn't kill the brain. I'm with everyone in thinking that the bones would not have been consumed as it's impossible for human teeth to chew them or break them in any way. However, the consumption of the flesh, I believe, is very possible. Oh, that's true, eh? And I agree with that. I never thought about that. Especially if there was more than one zombie there. They could have easily eaten all the flesh. Now, I don't know if zombies really have the dexterity to pick up the little bits that are left over or suck the goop off the floor. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But, uh, you know, it's conceivable that 
all of the flesh from her body could have been consumed, I still think there would have been bones or at least some fragments of her left. Yeah. And there really was nothing there, in my opinion. That, that's uh, from, true. From what I saw. And even if, uh, you know, if there was a, a group of zombies, say three or four, chowing down on Lori and having themselves a, a grand old time, uh, in, and they, somebody decided to drag the body off, what was left off, there probably would be bits and pieces lying around still. Right, they wouldn't like go and clean up everything and just leave a smear on the ground like there was. Right, there would be, uh, you know, there'd be a foot, yeah, or a y- finger. You know, I'm more on board now that her body could have been entirely consumed. It's just the remnants. They needed to show the audience something that sort of explained the scene a little bit better, rather than a complete lack of body and a zombie who was bloated. Yeah. You know, it just it it wasn't enough for me. Um, and uh, but and you know Nicotero on AMC's Talking Dead, it, you know he 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 said she was eaten. He also said that Carol was dead, in no uncertain terms. And clearly that's not the case. So uh, we will we'll see. We got another call coming in. Let's do it. Hello, you're on the air. Hi guys. Hi. Uh, what's your name and where are you from? David. I'm from Montreal. Montreal, Canadian. Yeah. Well, uh, welcome. I, I was uh, thinking about the Lori's body and everything, and um, you know, I got it right away. Uh, I really bought the fact that uh, that zombie ate it. Well, at least I got it at first. But now that you guys mentioned it, it really seems really, really silly—the bones and stuff—and I completely agree with you about that. Yeah, that's really my biggest problem—that there was just nothing left. There needed to be something for us to to just connect to that she was ever there almost, you know. I know we saw her clothes, but um, there would be something left. From all the other zombies we've seen eating people, now usually they're in a group, but it's always a big frenzy, you know. They're just tearing apart that that body. And even if it was just that zombie and he was very slow and methodical, he still would have left something on that ground, um, which it just wasn't there. So that was my biggest yeah. problem. But, you know, I, I guess at some point we're just going to have to accept that... Uh we we have to suspend our disbelief and and just move on from that point because uh, like you said we're gonna drive ourselves crazy if we keep thinking <laughs> about that stuff all day. Yeah, um, that's true. And also about the rules of infection, the other call that you got a few minutes ago. Uh, you know, I think it's fair to say that a rotting body is pretty nasty. Uh, you don't want to touch that, let alone have it bite you. So I think uh, when a zombie bites you, what really happens is that you get infected, like. There's all this uh, germs and stuff that get inside your body, and that, that's what actually kills you. That, that, that's what I think. Yeah, the germs are sort of activating the virus kind of thing and, 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 uh, or just causing an infection bad enough that you die. Yeah, I, I think it's pretty much it because, uh, you know, you, you, I don't think that you can have this virus inside of you and kind of dormant or something. I don't think it really makes much sense, so... Uh, I think it's really the fact that it's a rotting corpse. It, you know, nasty stuff gets inside the bite, and that's what kills you. Okay. Well, cool. Thanks a lot for calling in. Yeah, thank you. Uh, good, uh, you have a really nice show, and uh, I like listening to you guys. Great. Thank up. you. Thanks for Bye. listening. All right. Um, I'll go to another uh, email here about Lori's body. I don't want to uh, leave the topic too soon because there are a few other theories and, and stuff like that. Um, Let's see, Adam from Florida wrote in, and I edited this for length a little bit, but it's still kind of long. 
He says, perhaps when Carl went in to kill Lori, he did shoot her, but maybe not directly through the brain. This opens up the possibility that the really satiated walker Rick sees in the boiler room after going on his rampage is actually just what he wants to see. Instead of seeing Lori slumped up against the wall, either on the brink of death or having died and recently turned, but still too incapacitated to really move or try to bite him, he sees a walker that ate his wife's entire body. We have never seen a walker be that clean of an eater. They are usually very primal and messy, so there should have been a lot more gore and bone fragments on the floor. All we actually saw was a sm- small pool of blood, possibly from the C-section, and then the one smear leading toward the walker who was uh, hunched against the wall. That could easily have been Lori dragging herself over there and slump, slumping against the wall. Also, even though she uh, had just given birth, her stomach would still be bloated. So maybe Rick was already insane, and that was actually his wife, but he was he couldn't accept that in his mind, and he was seeing a walker that ate her whole body. So we were seeing what he was seeing. <clears throat> yes. Because that obviously wasn't Lori. Uh, no, it clearly wasn't Lori, you know, as depicted on the show, but we were seeing from Rick's crazy point of view that that was, uh, that was his, his, well, that was a zombie, but it was actually his wife. Right. And you know what? That would explain, you know, we know Rick was crazy. We do. That would explain sort of, that would in, or enhance his craziness or hammer it home a little bit more for the audience. Yep. And it would explain the total lack of a body. It would. I kind of like that theory, That's fantastic. To be yeah, and, and we got the phone call and Shane to back that up. Yeah, and not only that, we, um, we've, uh, we have something else. I totally left my mind. Though. Your brain is, <laughs> come on, brain. Oh, we have the... The, what that means is that he went and stabbed his own wife repeatedly in the chest and shot her through the through the mouth. One more step towards that crazy insanity. Yeah, I mean it. It it just you know it just it's, it's a horrible tragic sequence of events right there that that led to you know that drove him right over the edge. I so, like that. It's it's a pretty good theory. I like it. Um, who knows? I don't think we'll ever really get uh, get back to it, but you never know. Um, maybe maybe we will. The other thing is Herschel came in, and I think in another part of Adam's email there was that um, he came up with this theory when Herschel came to talk to him. At one point, Herschel looks over at the body and immediately starts talking about Lori or, and saying something like it's uh, you know it's not your fault or something like that. I don't remember the exact dialogue, but right. you know Herschel would see Lori's body now. You would think that they would show the audience Herschel's perspective, too, and reveal that fact, but they didn't. So it's only a theory, but I like it. It's a good one. Yeah, we got another call coming in. All right, let's take it. Oh, I missed it. Oh, call back again. Sorry, I just missed your call. I, I uh, We tried to get to you. I was too busy blabbing away. <laughs> oh, well. All right. Hopefully, they'll they'll call back in with, uh, with, uh, oh, with there their it thoughts. Is. All right, yeah. let's do it. Hi, sorry about that. Hi, can you hear me? Uh, we can hear you. What's your name and uh, where are you from? All right, great. It's Mark in California. Ooh, Mark. Mark in California. Friend of the show, Mark in California? Yeah. All right. How's it going? All right, you guys are fine. I got to tur- turn you guys down because I'm getting feedback on this side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, make sure you mute the Ustream uh, stream, first of all. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very hard to do. We were doing oh, tests. Okay, there we there go. There we go. All right, great. Hey, just wanted to mention something. You you brought that up about Lori and the um, uh, getting eaten and the bones and everything else. The one thing that I've always noticed on the show is that 
Zombies never finish their plates. <laughs> yep. I mean, when you think about it, look at what happened with Bicycle Girl. She was happy, and they never finished her. Okay, so where's the rest of her? Yeah, uh, that's that's part of the thing. I mean, that the whole Lori's whole body is gone, and zombies are always just eating in a frenzy, and uh, or leaving leaving a part of it, you know, or at the yeah. very least chucking parts of gore around the room. So, <laughs> I remember making a comment to a friend of mine. We used to banter back and forth when we watched this, and thought that you know there has to be starving zombies in Korea. You know, it just. <laughs> You know, in third world countries, you know, because <laughs> they should finish their food. That's know? true. <laughs> um, but what, anyway, go ahead. I was going to say, what do you think about the theory that that maybe that zombie that uh, Rick saw was actually Laurie, and uh, he was just sort of seeing what he wanted to see because he couldn't really accept that his wife had had been killed. You know, that's a possibility. Uh, and as hideous as that zombie was. Uh, the only problem I had with that was that the stomach wasn't open on the zombie for the C-section. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's the, I, I would go with that theory, but if the, there was some type of, you know, like laceration across the abdomen, I'd buy it. But that, I don't know. The, it was just way too hideous. Yeah, I think, you know, I can see, I can see that. But again, if Rick was just seeing what he wanted to see, you know, he might, he might've just seen the, he, he might've been thinking he was seeing, you know, pre-C-section Lori with the the pregnant belly and stuff like that. Who knows? I don't know. Right. And that could also explain, too, why there was that big trail of blood going up like a body being dragged to it. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, she dragged herself over there with blood trailing behind, right? Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, I, 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 I can see it as a possibility, but I just wish the writers would kind of, you know, kind of explain these things, you know. Well, yeah, um, and and that was part of my issue with the whole thing because Nicotero went on the show and first of all he had to explain it because yeah. because people weren't didn't seem to be getting it and uh, you know I just don't feel like he did a great job but it's it's a it's all a very you know it's all in conjunction with you know not showing us the right things or enough in the actual episode and then him him having to actually talk about it later yeah. um, but. Uh, you know. I think it would have been nice after the episode it aired that if whoever was on there, I I can't remember who the um, who was on the show. If they'd have clarified that that could have been the illusion, um, but they've kind of led us down the wrong direction before when they told us that Carol was dead. So mm-hmm. that was just a straight out lie by Nicotero, obviously. You know, <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, what a dick. Oh, am I the first one to curse on the show? <laughs> I think you might be. Other than me, yes. Yeah, other than us. <laughs> cool. On today's show. <laughs> All right, All right well, guys. Thanks a lot for show. calling in. I'll let you get back, and uh, thanks for taking my call. Great, thank you. Right on. Take care. All right, cool. Um, let's see. Uh, Mark. Oh, that was Mark from California. I have an email from him, unless it's a different Mark. I don't know. We'll skip that for now since you got a call in, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's move on to the governor and Andrea. Now, I have an email here from Michelle in Sheffield, England. Mm -hmm. And this is, again, edited for length a little bit. But she sent in an email um, about their relationship and how it's depicted on screen. She says... 
The governor does not love Andrea, and that is why you are not buying into the relationship. You are supposed to feel uncomfortable. The governor wants to manipulate her into the sack, so tries awkwardly to say twee lines he thinks she would like to hear without any of it being genuine. After all, he has managed to dupe the whole town of Woodbury with his slick rhetoric. Also, I have been getting pretty cross with people calling Andrea a slag or slut. Andrea is the one in the relationship who genuinely adores the other and is involved with him because she has truly fallen for his charm. The governor has projected himself as a great humanitarian to the people of Woodbury, and this seems to have really impressed Andrea. In my opinion, the governor... The governor is a slut who manipulates women with his cheesy bullshit, and David Morrissey acts it superbly. I was just going to say that. Governor is the slut, not Andrea. I agree. Yeah? I agree. Uh, so, you know, I've been more sort of upset with Andrea's character development this season just because they seem to not really be doing that much with her. She's there in Woodbury. She's kind of always just hanging around the governor. Um, you know, they, they wanted her to start protecting the wall that didn't work out and then when the when Rick and the gang attacked he's told her to just go and you know sit in the house kind of thing um and she hasn't really been seeing the forest for the trees now that's not really the character's fault because she doesn't have all the information but uh, it just feels like she hasn't really done much she's just been hanging around in bed with the governor mm-hmm. and it's it's getting to me a little bit uh, I do agree with Michelle's email, though, that uh, David Morrissey has done a fine, fine job. And uh, I I would really, you know, I don't want to see him go away anytime soon. He is acting it really well. So um, if you have any comments on that, we are taking live calls today at the Talking Dead podcast to Skype. Jason, Skype Master Jason will accept you and uh, we'll take calls. I would, I would love to hear what some of the listeners have to say about... Um, about uh, Andrea and the governor's relationship, if anyone has any thoughts. Uh, can I be called the Skype monger? Skype the, monger. Instead of the Skype master? Absolutely. Even though I don't, you know, sell Skype or try and, <laughs> you know, I don't have a cart that I'm selling Skype from, but uh, Skype monger would be good. All right, we got, uh, we got another call. Let's take it. You know, I don't have a cart that I'm selling oh, Skype you got to turn down your... Uh... All right, we got the... Mute there that Ustream go. if you can. Hey, welcome back. I'm back. Hold on. Uh, I'm on this website. It's called the Science and Fiction and Fantasy. They have a good question here. Um, how can there be so many zombies in The Walking Dead if they, cons- if they consume live people? So this is uh, Danny again, right? Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've talked about that a little bit. Um, I think, you know, right now we're, we're deep into the zombie apocalypse. So there are more, far more zombies than living people. And it's much more likely that when a zombie or a group of zombies gets their hands on a living person, they're going to consume them or eat enough of them that that person is not coming back. Or if they do come back, they just come back as a gooey blob on the ground and can't really get around too much. Yes. Early, early on in the, in the apocalypse, it would have been easier for... Uh, people to get away or maybe just take a bite but then run away and then turn into a zombie. So early in the apocalypse, you get a lot of people turning into mobile zombies. Later, you get a lot more people turning into gooey blobs on the ground. So we're later in the apocalypse? I well, mean, it's been about a year, right? It's been almost a year, yeah. Yeah, it's been about a year, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So I think that's just uh, that's just the way it goes. Um, Early on, you get more. Early on is when all the zombies are created, and if you're lucky enough to survive, you're now living in a world that's mostly populated by zombies, 
And later on, they start consuming people entirely. So not too many new zombies are being created, which is good for the living people. They have a chance. (laughs) They have a chance now. (laughs) They have a chance. Okay, so um, is it zombie apocalypse? Is this worldwide or just only in America or, you know, is it in Asia or maybe, you know, other countries? That's an excellent question. I don't think uh, either the comic book nor the television show has addressed that. I believe Jenner in the CDC in season one said something about uh, he. they heard that France was working on like a oh. cure or something like that. Oh, I stand so corrected. I think it's worldwide, but yeah, they've never really talked about it. We're getting a pretty local story about the zombie apocalypse here. So France is like an ally. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hi, right, guys. Great. Thanks, Dan. Thanks. All right, bye. All right. Did we have another call coming in there? We did, but we missed it. All right. Give us a call back. We'll get you on. I want to talk about Andrea or really whatever you have on your mind. Here we there go. There we go. Hello. You're on the air. Hi there. Can you hear us? Well, not getting any audio. I see lips moving, but I don't hear anything. Don't hear anybody. All right. Why don't you uh, check your audio settings and and uh, we'll give us give you another call. You're not uh, not muted on our end, so yeah. Sorry, we're gonna have to drop you. Have to call back when if you check your audio settings. All right. So we got another one though. Hello. Hello. You're on the air. Hey, how's it going? Hey, good. What's your name and where are you from? Uh, my name is Nick. I live in uh, San Francisco. Well, hi, Nick. How's you guys it? were talking about the uh, Andrea Governor situation. Yep. Hello? Hello? Andrea there. Andrea and the governor. I think it's uh, kind of an interesting thing for her character and as far as development because hasn't she kind of always been on this slope that's like where it seems like somehow this stronger male whatever has been able to lead her astray? And it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, like I find it irritating, but at the same time I'm like, if I've learned anything about the character, that's kind of what's supposed to happen, like... You'd have to really start changing her arc to go anywhere with it. I think it's kind of interesting that like she definitely has showed the same kinds of you know not changing in the for, in the three seasons versus like becoming this completely different person. Right. You're saying that. Well, can you turn me down a little? I can hear myself yeah. coming back. So you're saying that uh, she just. Um, like she's always kind of gone for the strong man and sort of latched on to him. Shane, for example. Yes. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. I, you know, I can see that. And it is, in some ways, it is consistent with her character. But I think that's just, my problem is that's all she's doing now. You know, in season one, we had her, yeah. we had her sister there to, to have a different character dynamic. Um, and uh, at the very beginning of season two, that was when they were all stuck on the highway, right? Yep. And and you know even little things like her being stuck in the in the RV when RV inspector zombie came in and she had to fight him off. I know it's just a little scene, but we haven't. It seems like we just haven't had that kind of moments that those sorts of moments from her um, lately. And I uh, know I know she's been safe in Woodbury, but they've got to at least keep it interesting for us. I think. Well, I mean, all that stuff happens, and you kind of think about, like, well, what person is not willing to change after that? Like, what doesn't, what is it going to take if, like, you know, her sister has to die, this guy she believed that was going to, like, save her by killing her in, a, uh, in the first season, uh, 
what's his name? The old I am losing names right now, but the the older gentleman who dies in the second season by getting uh, torn apart from Dale. the chest. Dale, there. Thank you, thank you. Um, but like, I don't know. She seems to like have like shouldn't she have learned from him dying and how what he was trying to tell her? Like, I guess I just made a point and then decided to agree with you guys wholeheartedly. <laughs> no, that's all right. I mean, the other thing is she was at a point at the end of season one where she wanted to stay in the CDC and get get exploded. And, uh, I mean, that's, that's you know, the the journey sort of down to the, the, um, the deepest point and then the journey back up to wanting to live and survive and so on is interesting. And that's, that's you know, interesting character stuff. But now she just hangs around and, you know, walks around in her underwear. So, <laughs> well, and, and we haven't seen anything from the governor in the past or anything like that. Like, how do we know that he's not like his forte is not just convincing girls to be like his? I mean, I guess it just seems like he's got like once you lose all your, your motive for like being a nice human being, you can probably figure out some awful ways to, you know, get a girl to be on your side. It's <laughs> probably true. I guess so. And you know, we're gonna. I think all of this is going to be resolved to a certain extent in the second half of season three. Clearly, Andrea has at least some idea that the governor is a is a nut job now, keeping his daughter in there and keeping zombie fish tank heads and stuff like that. I'm just not sure when we come back with episode number nine in February that she's totally going to be um, off his side. You know, I think she'll still be with him for a bit, but by the end of the season she'll see his true colors and probably be uh back with our main group and hopefully they can, you know, integrate her back in and do some do some more fun stuff. No, and and that, that was my big holy crap did you see that moment from like the season finale like I think you guys even talked about it already but it was like the lack of Andrea reaction to seeing basically her best friend for the last I don't know how many months like trying to kill this guy a zombie girl in his arms and zombie heads all over the place like Oh no! We'll just we'll just dial it in, and she'll be cool then. Every other time, she freaks out and has an emotional whatever. But no, she dials it down then. Yeah. yeah, I almost wish the scene where the governor is getting patched up, getting his eye patched up, and she comes in and asks him about those three things. She basically just in succession says, "You know, your daughter and uh, zombie heads. What are you doing?" I almost wish that hadn't been in the episode because at least it would have left it a little bit more ambiguous to us viewers that maybe. You know, we wouldn't have known really what she was thinking, but it seems like they threw that in, and now we know she was concerned, but not enough to not go to the ring that night where the governor was making his speech, or not enough to really, you know, give him, really question him, you know, harshly, or or even try to leave. You know, we sort of, she sort of asked the question, was like, oh yeah, okay. And then, no, and that's a big missing plot point is like there's no 10 minutes after that of the governor explaining how what just happened. It just goes to the next thing or whatever. It never has this like, oh, yeah, so I did this, 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 and this, and that's why there's zombie heads on the floor and my yeah. daughter's dead. She's always been dead, I mean. Uh, yeah. yeah. D- dire hey. wolf pup in our, uh, in our uh, social stream says, I think Andrea's motives are very clear, smart and well thought out based on the info she has. It makes sense. And I do kind of agree with that, or at least I did up until the point where all of that stuff was revealed to her. And now if she doesn't change her tune, at least mostly, <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's not going to ring true for me. So true. Well, and I think, you know, the other thing I, I just kind of came to me was like, it's, Whenever Andrea finds out whatever she's going to find out, 
it's going to be very easy for her to change backsides and become this kind of person, you know, decide, oh my God, I've been screwed up or I've been doing this or whatever. So it's like kind of interesting. They can they can kind of drop that card whenever they want. So maybe that's why it's such a like up in the air thing is they don't want you to know about it until it happens. Yeah, I guess so. All right, thanks for calling in there, man. Great, thank you. Yeah, have a good day. Thanks. Yeah. That was a great call. Very good. And you know what made me a little bit sad about that call? Tell me. I could see the sun shining through a window in the background. <laughs> California, it's been dark here uh, since it's about quarter after nine now. It's been dark here since about 4.30 this afternoon. Yep. And uh, But the sun is shining somewhere. You know, that's the way it goes. It is. The, the planet revolves around the sun and it spins on its axis. And, <sighs> and we're we have... way up north and we get lots of dark in the winter. Oh, at least we're not way up north. It'd be dark all the time. Yeah, it all depends on your definition of way. <laughs> I suppose, yeah. <laughs> Toronto's not that far north. Yeah. All right, we got another uh, another call. Great. Hi, you're on the air. Oh, hello. Hello. Hey. Uh, hi, who's this? <laughs> oh, I know who this is. Jason, can you hear us? Uh-oh, did we lose him? Uh-oh. We we had him there, there. had him there for a second. Oh, connection lost. Connection lost. Okay, I think that was Jason from the Walking Dead cast. Yes. But all we heard was a couple of grunts, which is about right for him, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> if that was you, Jason, call us back, or or whoever it was. Let's try this again. Now we got another one. Okay, let's take this one. Hello. Hello, this is Bobby from Delaware. How you doing? Hi, Bobby. Good. Uh, got your audio sorted out. Yeah, sorry about that. Oh. I had the wrong microphone input, I think. Oh, no worries. No worries. So what's on your mind? Well, you guys were talking about Andrea. I liked, um, I think it was brought up on your show a couple episodes ago that maybe the governor is trying to turn her into a mother figure for uh, Penny because we have that picture of the governor's family and she the wife in the picture look kind of like what Andrea looks like. So, um, I don't know. I kind of like that whole angle on it. Yeah, I'm, I, I could see that, except now that Penny's gone, what do you think the governor's going to do now? Do you think he still wants to turn her into a mother figure, or is, is he going to give her the cold shoulder now because he doesn't really need her anymore? Mm-hmm. I think he's going to give her the cold shoulder. I, I don't know. I, I have a hard time because I... Have you guys uh, read Road to Woodbury yet? Yes, I have. I read the first chapter. <laughs> okay. Are you, I assume you're going to do an episode about it? Yeah, January, I think. We are. We're going to uh, do a show about it in January as soon as we can. Yeah, because I just uh, I have a hard time. Like, I wish the show had taken the character more in the direction that they do in the books because he just seems so much more... I don't know. I don't know if you, you, it's because you get more background on him in the books and you kind of know where he came from and you get more of his intentions than you do in the TV show. But um, they do mention the wall, the aquariums uh, with the, the heads in it in the book, which I thought was pretty cool that they tied that into the TV show. Yeah, they do. I re- recall that. Let's let's tr- be careful not to spoil anything important from the books. I don't want to uh, give it away to anyone who hasn't read them, including... Like me, Jason, right here. But, oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> no, that that's fine. I think the fact that they reference those fish tanks in the books is, uh, is okay. Um, you're right, though. In the novels, you do get a little bit more insight into where he, he comes from, 
um, his sort of motivations. Uh, I sometimes, though, have a, have a hard time connecting the novel governor with the TV show governor and even the comic governor. And, you know, I know these these are almost at this point three separate universes uh, of Walking Dead, and in some ways they don't relate to each other at all. So I try to avoid doing that too much, but I think in the show we'll, uh, we'll slowly get more governor, you know, uh, character traits revealed, and, and you'll, you'll see him round out into a richer character as, as we go on. I'd be surprised if he wasn't around for a while. I speculated originally that we'd, we'd have the sort of prison-slash-Woodbury plot lines going for season three and four. So who knows what'll happen, but if that's the case, I think there'll be plenty of time to flesh them out. Mm, for sure. Yeah, I agree. All right, well, thanks for your thoughts on that. Great. Thank thanks you. a lot for calling, Bobby. All righty. All right, so uh, I'm going to call uh, Walking Dead cast, Jason. All right, let's do it. Ringing. Hello. Jason, how's it going? Turn hey, down the you... turn down the Ustream. It's off. Awesome. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Good. Good, good man. What's happening out there uh, on the West Coast? I just wanted to call and congratulate you for making it to 100. That's awesome. Oh, great. Thanks. Thanks, cool. man. It's it's pretty We're... crazy. We said off the top that, you know, we, our first one was September 9th, 2009, and it I in some ways I can't believe we've been doing it for this long, but it's it's been awesome. When you first started, did you um consider that this might never be made into a tv show um no (laughs) (laughs) no not really (laughs) actually once the rights were bought i mean uh i just sort of worked on the assumption for some reason that it it always would be made into a tv show and and i was right but you know i i i guess there was a chance that it wouldn't have happened at that time you know i didn't know about the history of it either of i think cbs had it for a little while and it didn't work out and so on so I didn't thank know God. all. I didn't know all. Yeah, thank God. I didn't know all that had happened. But um, uh, yeah, it's funny. I, I I never really did consider that option. That's faith. That's fan loyalty. <laughs> fan loyalty. Exactly. Or pure and utter stupidity. Just <laughs> lack of consideration. Yeah. One or one. Well, or you got other. lucky. Yeah. And then, uh, did you think that you'd make it to a hundred? That just never occurred to me. No, me neither. Uh, you know, when when season one came along and there was six episodes, I'm like, yay, we can do six more podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> and and now we've done 94 in addition to that. So, uh, no, never really, never really thought about it. But uh, it's it's certainly been fun. I mean, you you know what it's like. We, I mean, we, we finished one, and I was like, oh my god, we actually got one in the can. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> And now we've, I think we're up to 86 and I, I, I don't know whether to be proud or ashamed, but I've never stuck to anything this long before. So, well, again, fan dedication. That's what it is. <laughs> That's right. But, uh, anyway, yeah, I just wanted to call in and congratulate you guys. I, everybody's pretty much said everything there is to say about Andrea, I think. So, <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, Say hi to your your kid. There is that. Yeah, uh, he's sitting on my lap here. That's <laughs> all right. Go. Great. <laughs> um, you guys are still what is it, fourteen or fifteen off of a hundred? But have you guys thought about what you're going to do when you get there? If assuming I, you will, which I know you will. I hadn't thought about doing this, but maybe we'll do something like this. We haven't done a, a call in show yet, so that's possible. I thought maybe we'd play a little bit from early on when we used to stammer and stutter a lot more than we do now, just for <laughs> you know, like a clip show kind of thing. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. We we played the opening from our very first one off the top of this just oh, for fun. Cool, cool. And I hadn't listened to that, you know, since pretty much we did it. Yeah, so no it was kidding. it was weird to listen to that again. A little bit. Did you sound sound different or similar? Uh, you guys you know, had already been podcasting. We had we had been, but uh, I mean the audio quality was a little bit different, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. I've I've uh I've I've increased or improved the setup here a great deal since then. Um, but, uh, I don't know. It sounded all right. <laughs> music, uh, what do you, music was different. That's the main thing I re- realized. <laughs> how do you guys, um, feel about this season just in general compared to the two seasons past? Jason, what do you think? I actually, I really like this season. Uh, although I'll have to hedge that with, there are things about this season that I don't like. And, uh, the things that I do like are greater than the last two seasons. And, uh, there are more things that I don't like than the last two seasons. Hmm. In season three. In season three. Like the whole, uh, well, the scene, the whole Andrea thing, uh, you know, Andrea being uh, completely eaten by a zombie mm-hmm. uh, is questionable. I don't recall, like we've, we haven't done that in the last two seasons, talked about uh, something that controversial. And uh, the scene that I hated the most, which was the, uh, the governor attacking the, uh, uh, the soldiers, the governor's group attacking the soldiers, uh, you know, that is right up there as the, the scene I like the least out of all three seasons. But yet, you know, I, I, it sounds like I'm complaining about it, but I'm not complaining about it because what I like about this season is actually greater than the last two as well. You also mm-hmm. told me once off the air, actually, that your favorite scene of all three seasons happened in season three. Yeah, which one was it? <laughs> now you forget. <laughs> yeah, I forget it now, but remind me. It was the uh, Glenn tied to a chair fight oh, scene. Oh, Glenn tied to a chair. That was like the, uh, that actually beat out a couple other things. That was, I meant to say this on the air. I'm glad you brought this up. That was the best thing my TV has ever <laughs> shown me. And that, that beat out uh, a couple of scenes in Battlestar Galactica. And Lost. There was a scene in Lost that uh, that was up there too. So that uh, that scene beat out uh, both those other shows. It was a fun. It was a great scene. I mean, it was a lot of fun. It was really cool. Yeah. What do you think, Jason? Has season uh, uh, three been the best one for you, or not so much? Yeah, I, I'd say yeah by a long shot. I mean, when they were promising last year that the pace was going to get faster and the storytelling was going to be denser, I, Karen and I were both like. Okay, we'll see, because we've heard that kind of stuff from you guys before. And it did get faster at the end of season two, which we were happy with. But um, just because I think the big the thing that's made the biggest difference is they're out in the world now and they're not the farm just felt so protected and and they felt and there was no present continual present danger. So for me, it's made all the difference that they're in such danger all the time. It just makes it so much uh, tenser, but all the other things too, that I think the uh, storytelling is, is better. Uh, it helps that there's, you know, this whole Woodbury society. Um, cause I was thinking it, it must be hard to tell stories in the zombie apocalypse because there's not these like, you know, there's no jobs, there's no, there's no places really to go. There's no other people. So there's not a lot to hang the storytelling on, but now that they've got the governor and his people, it makes for more you know stuff to deal with so and and i think the dialogue's better i just think it's all it's all better now yeah scarier more zombies yeah (laughs) Yeah. i think Mm -hmm. they've you know i think they've what they've added this season which is um you know a little bit more of the action and and less standing around talking has yeah has made it better and and what they've taken away 
didn't really affect the show in in any negative way, you know? I mean, you don't want to lose the character development and the dialogue and stuff like that, but we've we've Papa. we still have that or we Papa. still have enough of it and I see Nico agrees with Papa. that. <laughs> yeah, that means yes. That means zombies are awesome. Right? There there we go. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys thanks a lot for calling in man else get in. yeah yeah uh, right I, I hope we we're still gonna do our traditional uh post-show extravaganza absolutely that'll be uh next may or whenever after season three is done sounds good all right cool great thank you thanks all man right. Right. take care guys bye. bye all right we've got another call here all, all right. right back to back hi you're on the air oh hi guys uh hi who's this and where are you from this is Kat from Toronto. Oh, great. Kat from Toronto, a local caller. Yes, it's dark and miserable here. I share your pain. <laughs> dark yeah. and miserable. I don't know if it's raining right now, but I, we, I'm sure we'll get some freezing rain soon, and it'll be even worse. Yeah. <laughs> just in time for Christmas. That's right. Um, so back to Andrea, I just, I'm still curious if there is something in the water, because I can't believe someone that smart could be uh, behaving in, in such a stupid way because um, I'm always seeing them uh, drinking tea and, and scotch and, and cold drinks and I'm still convinced that's going to play in there somehow. Yeah, you know, that's something I kind of forgot about that after the first uh, couple of episodes there when we saw the tea and the references to it. Now, somebody came on, I forget who it was, was on AMC's Talking Dead and they mentioned that it was just that somebody in the writer's room loves tea and drinks it constantly so they were sort of throwing that in as a as an inside well, that's a joke. Lie. That's but, a lie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you don't write your TV show based on character traits of the writers. I mean, you're <laughs> Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you do, I don't know. <laughs> um, but uh they haven't really come back to it though. So do you think they're just letting it go for a while or or do you think nothing's ever going to come of it? I'm hoping something will come of it because as a woman, I know when I if I was to to date someone, they mentioned they they have a daughter, I I'd be full of questions. So I, I can't believe she would not. Uh, uh, she be uh, wouldn't follow through with that. Well, yeah, that's for sure. Um, he mentions the daughter, and she never says anything again. So <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that tea is. Maybe it's still up to something. I'm not sure. Um, and I still sort of am on going on my theory that Milton is the brains behind all of it, and the governor's just a figurehead. Mm. I know that's a bit of a long shot, but you have to have a crazy theory once in a while. Yep. <laughs> Something to hold on to. All right. Thanks, guys. I listen to you every week. Thanks so much, and uh, keep up the good work. Great. Hey, thank you. Thank you for calling and for listening. Bye. Oh, you hung up on her again. I did. <laughs> That's all right. Too, a little too quick on the draw. All right. Well, we've been doing this for about an hour and a half now, and I think we're going to wrap it up pretty soon. Um, I do have a couple of... Uh, couple more emails here. I think I'll just read one of them because I think it's funny and it might be uh, good for a bit of uh, bit of discussion real, real quick. Yeah, Chris from Connecticut writes, I think Merle's prosthetic is embarrassingly lame. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like his hand is stuck in a coffee can. Do you think having a CGI stump was too expensive or did they actually think it would be better to have him wear that stupid silver thing? CGI was too expensive. Yeah, we sort of went over this when we were talking about whether or not they'd cut Rick's hand off. Yep. And um, that's a CGI shot almost every time, or it's, uh, uh, you know, shooting him with his hand out of the frame. So, Which they do in the comic. Right? Uh, yeah. 
So uh, yeah, I, I think that uh, I think we, early on we decided that uh, having Rick's hand cut off was not going to happen in the TV show just because of the, uh, the the expense involved in in doing something like that. So I guess they uh, they have someone go handless, and in order to do that with a limited expense, they uh, put a coffee can on it. Yeah, yeah, I, you could be right. I I don't think it looks that bad, and I think the whole. Uh, bayonet or whatever it is strapped on there is is pretty cool, but uh, you know it doesn't uh, doesn't bother me that much. I kind of like it. Um, all right, I think that's gonna do it. Thank you so much, everybody, for for tuning in and calling in. It was so much fun. I was a little worried that you know no one was gonna show up, and uh, <laughs> yeah, we'd just be talking like we normally and do. we'd just be talking like we we normally are. Um, but, uh, I think this has worked out really well. It was, this was a hell of a lot of fun. We'll have to do it. We'll have to do it some more. I don't know if we'll go live every week. We certainly won't take calls all the time, but it was super awesome. I really want to say thank you to everyone who was listening and who tuned in. Um, as for what we're going to do now, we are going to take a little podcast hiatus over the holidays. So we won't be back until the new year. Uh, sometime in January. I'm not sure when yet, but it'll be a Monday night in mid-January, I would say. Yep. And we are going to, at some point, cover The Road to Woodbury. We'll talk a little bit about that, the novel, as well as the fourth and mostly probably the fifth chapter in um, the Telltale uh, Telltale game, uh, which we, which I still haven't played yet, but I got to do it soon. And uh, me too. Number four was was the best of them, so they're getting better, and I'm really excited to play number five. So we'll talk about that in the new year, and then of course, The Walking Dead is back on the air in February on the 10th. So we'll be back to regular scheduled programming at that time. Mm-hmm. So once again, thanks to everyone who participated tonight, and thanks to everybody who listens and downloads us each week. It is really, really great that you guys do that. It's uh, it's kind of humbling that everyone that everyone. Uh, you know, enjoys what we're doing and, and participates too and writes and calls and so on. It was, it's it's really, really great and I really appreciate it. It's amazing to have such cool listeners. Yeah, I, you know, to be quite honest, I was a little nervous about this because normally when we come and we do a podcast, it's more, it's kind of an abstract thing. Mm-hmm. Right? You talk for a while and then you put it together and you release it and people listen to it. So, uh, this is not an abstract thing. This is actual direct contact with uh, with listeners. Yeah. And so, it, you know, at, at first I was a little nervous about this because I didn't know if anybody's going to show up. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, people download the thing, but do they, do they listen? We have no way of knowing. Right. So this this uh, this little experiment was a hell of a lot of fun, and uh, everybody that called in it was great to talk to you and uh, everybody that's on the uh, on the stream it's uh it's great it's been really really fun so i hope everyone has a great holiday season um you know doing whatever you do in whatever way you celebrate if you do at all uh it's 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 been uh it's been fantastic have a great time like i said we'll be back in january in the meantime you can always uh call us at one eight six six four eight three zomb that's 9662 and uh, leave voicemails there. Unlike tonight, we won't pick up that phone. Uh, we're on Twitter at Talking Dead, Facebook.com slash The Talking Dead, or of course, Talking Dead Podcast at gmail.com is how you can email us. So, once again, thanks so much, everybody. Um, it's been a great 100 episodes. Looking forward to 100 more, hopefully. A thousand more. <laughs> a thousand more if they go into season 26. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> and we'll get to a thousand. Um, It's been really cool. So, for number 100 and for The Talking Dead, my name is Chris. And my name is Jason. Thanks for listening. Bye.